0: Hello and welcome to the Three Wheel Podcast. Today I've got Bo George here with me. Thanks for joining me, Bo. Thanks for having me. And you've uh, driven here just for the day from the great state of Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> yeah, from Columbus, Georgia. Correct.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, as soon as you say Columbus, they assume Ohio. But uh, <laughs> I, I should just start saying Fort Benning because that's more more yes. recognized around. The How world.
0: was the ride right up here this morning?
1: It's good. It was, it was 5 o'clock in the morning, made it to Atlanta by 7, beat the traffic. So nice. It's always the way to go.
0: It's very important when you leave, when it comes to Atlanta
1: traffic. That is very,
0: very important. It's, it can be the difference of hours. <laughs> <laughs> so, I wanted to have a lovely talk with you on a <clears throat> Friday afternoon about process. What else? You know? <laughs> um, it's been a topic for Tommy and I for for at least a couple of, of uh, episodes, and uh, you know I think it's important for us to really focus in on it because how we do is is really important. How you know how how things happen on projects is really important. In particular, I, I know you've been playing Scrum Master recently, and you're on a project where and it may not may not be unique in this way, but you have members of your team that are not just folks from Three Will. They're also, the client has team members on there, and then there's also a third party involved with this as well. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to talk with you about what is it, um, what are the things you've learned in this situation, maybe some key tips that you would have from it or stuff that you've learned so far when you're in that situation.
1: Okay, sure. Well, let, let me let me start with uh, when, when I was thinking about a topic and I, I kind of, we talking to you it's I don't know what it says about what I've been doing but I I couldn't think of anything cool from a technology standpoint that I thought would be just the most awesome thing to talk about and so I I picked process over technology it's I guess that's how much I've been a scrum master lately. a bow is
0: becoming a man <laughs>
1: yes <Yeah. laughs> you're growing up yeah you're <laughs> yeah so um so process on on the projects I've been on lately uh in particular the one I'm on right now uh, we have a large pretty large diverse team with um, uh, developers and administrators um, from the client that are involved. Um, and then uh, offshore resources are our, our team and we're all one big happy team um, on the project. And so this is a it's a rather large project. Uh, we envisioned it, uh, did the product backlog and all that sort of stuff sort of uh, November time frame about uh, end of end of 2015. Um, and it was just a big backlog. It, there was a lot of work to be done resource-wise, budget-wise, and all that sort of stuff. So so as we do with our product backlog and, and we prioritized, we also uh, shifted it and, and sliced it into um, backlogs that the customer would own. Okay. Um, so we envisioned the backlog, we, we kind of captured all of the things they wanted, but in the end we're, we aren't the one doing all the, the product backlogs, we've divided them between. Uh, the customer and ourselves and then within ourselves on on all of our teams and so um you know we we manage it that way and there's a lot of interdependencies in product backlogs um you know we we captured things like uh information architecture and capturing um requirements for uh, metadata and and lots of stuff like that that are the inputs to actually developing a content type or a site column or uh producing a site collection structure so so you know not, not only do we do we divide the product backlog between teams we um you know we even have dependencies on product backlog items that maybe the customer are doing and then we do or vice versa we may do something that they need us to finish before they can do theirs but everybody's running off the
0: same sprint schedule so it's not like you're having scrum of scrums or anything like that it's all all, all the same everybody's coordinated on the same sprint schedule
1: yeah Yep. We, um, we, you know, we're all synced on a two week sprint schedule. We're now in sprint five of, of seven sprints, which our last one's a stabilization sprint. Mm -hmm. Um, so we've, we've learned a lot through those five sprints about the team, about our velocity and, and all of that sort of stuff. And, um, I'd say for, for a big fast moving project with a lot of change, it's, it's been going well so how are things trending backlog wise i guess with with
0: this is it look like you're going to with the current velocity that you're that you have that you're going to be able to reach the finish line have a happy client and i
1: i think so i mean um we we (laughs) don't sound overly confident about that well (laughs) you know i never really know if they're happy because a lot of times (laughs) i um i feel like "Did, did did i come off as as mean or whatever so i'm always a little bit paranoid that i'm uh, being a bad guy when we're talking about the product backlog. Uh-huh. Uh, like uh, today, for example, we had um, this is a normal meeting, but we kind of broke it out as a, a little bit of a product backlog grooming session. So, as with any project, new things come up along the way. Um, I, I try to be good about listening and capturing those and putting them in the backlog, and then we can talk about them. And, and today, you know, you know, maybe five, five of ten or whatever, fifty percent maybe, are ones I said, you know. Now that I know how much how many story points that is it's it's not really that important to me, uh-huh, or um, oh, you know I, I thought that was going to be a lot bigger and, and and if it's only that let's let's do that and so we we did a lot of that today, and a lot of the um the outcome of this is that it's it's additional scope that wasn't in the initial product backlog um, and so you know we could we can do a change order for it um, if given our current velocity, we actually when we started this project, we were going after about 110 story points. Um, Mm -hmm. But given our- Per sprint that is? No, that's the total project. So- Total project, um, okay. 110 story points. Um, And so I've been watching our velocity and our, our velocity actually says we can finish about 120 to 125. Um, so we'll probably get more done. You know I'm recording n- this, right? And somebody <laughs> might listen to it. <laughs> so, so we actually might get more done than we initially Good. thought. And there's been a lot of change. Um, but even the stuff today we talked about is above and beyond that sort of 125. So um, even with the change and additional scope that we're we're trying to tackle, there's going to be probably a change order. For so someone. you've
0: seen some backlog growth mm-hmm. over the course of the project. Yeah.
1: And I, th- I think, you know, I- I've heard some of these with Tommy. I think that's a natural port of the- part of the process. Um, it's part of, you know, every. Sp- a lot of this comes from our sprint reviews where um, we get through that sprint one, we show them our features, we have that celebration and, and demonstration of all the things we've done, and the, the client will see it, feel it, and, and then kind of have another idea of a little bit something more they want with it or, you know, some other layering in on top of the features that we've shown so um, it's it's a natural part of the process and i think the great thing about the two-week sprints and the sprint review is that you get to see working software rather than uh, a mock or a little picture or whatever that, that that doesn't let you get a sense for the actual interaction with software so the
0: sprint reviews you actually you go through and all three parties go through and show that they're done with what they had taken on for that sprint yeah
1: Pre- predominantly just due to time uh, a lot of the feature demonstration is uh, purely our team demonstrating to the customer Okay. Um, the product backlogs that our customers working on a lot of those um, are kind of you know communicated to us or work together so they don't they don't do as much demonstration of their accomplishments gotcha per se um, but they, they definitely are a lot of their things that they've given us we we're building upon now like external integrations with other software and stuff and there um you mentioned an offshore component to this as well that's right yeah one of the things you know every everybody um has this kind of thing in their mind uh outsourcing and 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 being able to save a little bit of money by having offshore resources isn't it's it's a natural part of a lot of projects and and you know i've i've worked in a lot of big companies with Offshore resources, and, and here at Three Wheel, we, we leverage them where it makes sense. Um, and so we have some of those that are a part of our our core development team um, that we manage. And, and agile and Scrum is is really effective in helping us manage that because we have, you know, communication is super important for any project. But if you have the time zone differences and the communication and cultural differences that we have, um, you with an offshore resource, it's it's Quadruply important yeah so so our, our daily stand-up is a great way to first establish though what have you done um, what do you plan to do and and probably most importantly what are your impediments mm-hmm. um, because those are the things that you know you got to work on right away to enable them um, to, to keep moving I mean with with the time difference and stuff like that you don't want you don't want to waste a minute um, delaying them as a resource. Are they a
0: part of the sprint review at all, or does somebody else represent them in the sprint review? Um,
1: due to the timing of when our sprint reviews are, I usually demonstrate and, uh-huh. and cover their product backlogs. Um, so, yeah, they're usually part of our internal sprint planning and all of our daily stand ups. And then the sprint reviews, I've, I've had some in the past where we kept the resources, but those sprint reviews, you know, tend to have to be 7, 8, 9 in the morning. Um, so these I, I typically just represent them. Did you do um, any uh, retrospectives yet on the project? we We try a little bit at the end of our sprint reviews. The last few sprint reviews have tended to go a little bit long. We have a lot of a lot of opportunity for conversation where we're hearing additional features we want or discussions on um, upcoming product backlogs and stuff like that. so, the retrospective is always kind of that last bucket on our sprint review, and it's always the one that we <laughs> we we run out of time. Like, uh, you know, our, my sprint reviews have been an hour, but we've went about an hour and a half the last two of them. Um, so we haven't talked much retrospective. Uh, but I think we'll we'll need to have at least a project retrospective. Uh, ideally, we'd have a retrospective each sprint to make sure that we're on track, that the things we are doing, that, that, that they're all right and there's not feedback about Bo, would, would you mm-hmm. stop emailing me, 700 emails at nine at night, please? You know that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. So, did
0: you have a single product owner, or were there a group of folks who were product owner? How did that work on this
1: project? Um, you know, I think it's really a, it's a, a shared product ownership. I mean, I think we have sort of a singular person that makes decisions, but a lot of a lot of that um, isn't a, an immediate answer. You know, a lot of times you think of a product owner as uh, they'll they'll give you a yes no right then but in our case a lot of times I'll ask the question and then it's sort of got to be put before a group of people um, vetted because you know every, they, with anything you want everybody to have buy-in mm-hmm. um, so so I would say we have a, a product owner that represents a lot of other people if that makes sense
0: what was this like? This was for a consulting company, which mm-hmm. is a larger consult, a much, much, much larger consulting than, than us. What was the dynamic with that? Because it,
1: uh, what did that add to the project? Or well, how did you that know, change things? Uh, well, everybody's got their opinions of of what's important, and mm-hmm. that, that's always a challenge for anybody to balance. So the, I know the the product owner has those challenges, and we have those challenges as well. Um, You know, on one side of the fence you might have people who the look and feel is the most important thing. It's Mm got to be well branded which is certainly one aspect of of the solution. Uh, Mobile responsive might be important to somebody else, you know, I need to access this thing on my phone and that's another aspect of the solution. But then there's um, information architecture, site structure, taxonomy, metadata, all those sort of things about like the nuts and bolts of, of tagging content so that it shows up in search. And those are all aspects. So you you know you might have different people that think different parts of that are the most important thing. And so mm-hmm. it's a it's a balance. I mean, we're trying to get the best of all of that stuff, um, but obviously you you can you can build and and all that stuff and and just have a, an insane budget and, mm-hmm. and still not get there. So we you pick your uh, battles. You you rank things in the product backlog to mm-hmm. say what's most important and mm-hmm. and. And I really like the idea of force ranking product backlogs. Okay. That makes you make the hard decisions, right? Like if, if, if you have 10 product backlogs and you've got to rank them one through 10, that's, that's a hard exercise versus mm-hmm. saying, well, just tell me which ones are high, medium, and low. Because then you end up with 10 high. high. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I like the, the force ranking. That really makes you make a judgment call between. Was lines. that something you picked up on this project or where'd that come from? I, I think I brought Bob Morris might have been the guy that I've okay. seen sort of start to do that, and I've seen others do it, but but Bob's one of the ones that uh, really made me think about force ranking things. Bob's coming back, baby. Aria, <laughs> Scrum Master, de <laughs> So, so
0: do you want to be Scrum Master on your next
1: project? I'm I'm torn. I you know I I jokingly say that you know I don't get to write code anymore. Um, which I, I still do, but uh, um, it's a, just a different challenge. I mean, I I, I like being a, a scrum master sometimes. I think the challenge really comes in, and I was joking about this at lunch with the guys, is if you are the scrum master, but you also happen to be a developer or maybe the dev lead, and the fact that you're playing sort of three roles that maybe can fight There's- with each other, <laughs> um, it, it becomes a challenge because if you're, you're wearing your developer hat, you're kind of like... I'm not going to do my my uh, tasks right now. I'm writing code. Wait, who's going to get mad at me? The Scrum Master. Well, I am the Scrum Master. You know, so sort of um, tends you towards uh, multiple personality disorder. Yeah, yeah. A, little, a little bit. So, <laughs> so sometimes that might be the challenge with having multiple roles. roles. But uh, you know, if you're a dedicated Scrum Master on a project and you're not in the code, then you get a, you get to stay at that mindset of uh, monitoring the tasks and risks and, uh, and the product backlog and all that kind of stuff. So it's uh you know, it's, it, In some respects, it's a, a thankless job, but I think it keeps the project moving. It Doing it more lately has given me a lot more uh, appreciation for the, the stuff that Bob and Bruce and Tommy and everybody else that's been a scrum master on a project I've worked on before. It's, nice. it, it makes you appreciate all the stuff they have to do. And the end product for them is a new
0: intranet,
1: I'm assuming?
0: Is that what comes yeah. out of the on the other side of this is a new mm-hmm. intranet that they're using
1: yeah you know sharepoint 2013 intranet um and you know highly branded uh, corporate branding is a key thing mobile responsive which you know this is the second or third sharepoint 2013 that we've made mobile responsive which is it's a challenge in itself i know just recently the patterns and practices released some stuff that looked good but this is you know, it's a little bit more than that in that it's branding, SharePoint and making that branding mobile responsive. Uh-huh. Um, and then you deal with things like publishing pages and, and the content in there and <clears throat> making everything look good. Um, so yeah, but it's a, uh, an intranet solution, a uh, large large corporate intranet for sort of knowledge management and um, even project site collaboration. and um, communities and offices and all, all sorts of um, organizational areas and stuff Is this like online that. or on-prem? On-prem. Okay. Yeah, we, we, we talked early on about the, you know, it's always that first conversation Office 365 versus on-prem and I think there's some constraints around customer data and things like that that, that leaned it towards on-prem. Very nice. So important question: How tall is Barrett? <laughs> <laughs> he, he's eleven, going on twenty-one, and he's probably four inches shorter than me. So four I think inches. I'm, you still I'm, got four inches on him. Yeah, Very good. I'm five eleven, and I, th- I think he's at least five six, five seven. And his and his foot is the same size as mine, which means I get to wear cool shoes if I can sneak them out. He's <laughs> Kevin Durant's and Jordans and stuff. Yeah, I see pictures of him every once in a
0: while on Facebook. You guys look like you have a good time. Yeah, he's he's a hoot. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you for for what you've done on this project. I look forward to, uh, to, once you're done with that final sprint, uh, celebrating with you guys um, over getting it accomplished. Yeah, that's that's great. I know it's a it's it's a it's a difficult situation that you're in. It's difficult enough having your own team. But then involving others, I know it adds a certain layer of complexity to everything. So I appreciate you working within that. It's sort of like, who am I serving? Am I serving others on the project? And you end up having to serve multiple masters, which yeah. it can put you in very difficult situations. Yeah. But uh, from everything I hear about the project, everything's working out well, and, and look forward to getting that wrapped up. And um, and uh, thank you so much for all your hard work that you're putting in there. Thanks. Thanks. It's it's been it's been fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks everybody for uh, taking the time to listen to this. And um, and uh, if you've got any questions or anything like that, feel free to leave a comment up on the blog post. And uh, we really appreciate you taking the time to listen to this today. Thank you so much. Thanks, Bob.
1: Thank you. Bye-bye.